Welcome to the Online Course Masters Show, where we learn from the best online course creators how to better create and sell our very own courses. I'm your host, Phil Ebener, and today I chat with Mike and Lauren, who just had their own $15,000 course launch, hosting and promoting their course on their own site. Let's hear how they did it in this episode. Visit OnlineCourseMasters.com for show notes to watch the video version of this episode and see an archive of all our past guests. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. The one thing you can do for me is leave a review for the show, which helps us expand to an even larger audience. Thanks, and let's get straight to the interview. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Online Course Masters Show. I'm so excited to have Mike and Lauren here today who are sort of online friends of mine. We have actually co-taught a couple courses in the past and they went and created their own course and they published it on their own platform using Thinkific and had an amazing launch. And that's why I really wanted to bring them on today to just hear their entire story and to hopefully get some tips for people who want to do that their own. So thanks for being on the show. And for people who don't know anything about you, can you give us a little bit more background information about how you got to where you are today? Definitely. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, well, we are Mike and Lauren. We run a YouTube channel called Mike and Lauren, so it's really hard to remember. And we started our channel when we went backpacking through Europe uh, four years ago now. We were gone for two and a half months and we really just made videos for our friends and family so that they could keep up with where we were and what we were doing. And then when we got back, it kind of snowballed because people started asking, how were you able to afford this trip? You know, how did you take two and a half months off of work and pay for all these things? And we realized that we were in a unique position because Mike had always been a fan of personal finance. And so we had just naturally saved about 50% of our income. So we started making videos about that, about finance. And from there, it kind of just kept going and growing. And we, uh, Mike does a lot of DIY projects. And so that was just a natural fit for the channel. And so now we kind of just make videos about whatever we're doing at the moment. So we're actually getting ready to leave for Europe now and uh, the end of the week, and we're gonna make some more travel videos. So just kind of whatever's going on at the time. Well, that's awesome. And that's how I found you guys. I was into personal finance and I don't even remember how I landed on your YouTube channel the first time, but I did. And I enjoyed all of your personal finance videos. And even with the woodworking videos, I was into that. And so we got together and we created this YouTube, how to YouTube course, which did pretty well. And I remember just approaching you kind of out of the blue, looking for a YouTuber who had a little bit more experience than me, who could bring something to the table to co-create that course. So at that time, was that the first time you had heard about online courses or Udemy or had you thought about doing that before yourself? Um, I, it's hard to remember back and remember if we, if I had heard of Udemy specifically, I think I had, but uh, your timing was actually pretty pretty interesting because uh, it was right when we were thinking about doing YouTube full-time and we kind of realized that uh, YouTube itself is not a great way to earn an income. Mm -hmm. We probably earn less than minimum wage with the amount of effort that we put into our videos. It's far better, we have found recently, thanks to you, <laughs> Phil, that it's better to use YouTube as a marketing channel 
for something that you sell. And naturally, uh, digital products are just amazing because there's no inventory to carry. You create it once and then it creates passive income. And so we had talked about that and we decided that was the path we were gonna take more or less. And so I started working on a used car buying guide uh, but it was just a huge project. And then about two weeks after I started that, you had emailed about doing the YouTube course. And timing was perfect because, A, we didn't know, uh, we hadn't made a course on our own. So to have someone who had some more experience in that aspect was was wonderful. And also, we know YouTube inside and out. So that was much easier for us to create a course on because we had honestly written a lot of the content mm -hmm. already. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, digital products were on our radar. Udemy, not necessarily, but we love Udemy now. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing, yeah. Awesome. And so for, I know a lot of online instructors do use YouTube to promote their courses and to build an audience. And since we did do that YouTube class together, do you have any quick tips um, for instructors on how to use, how to grow a YouTube channel or even just in general, not necessarily for online course creators, but any just just best advice for growing a YouTube channel? Yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's not what you're going to want to hear, but it's the, you got to put in the work. You got to, you got to do it consistently. Uh, and you've got to do, we are good examples of what not to do sometimes, because like we said, our channel is about travel, personal finance and DIY <laughs> projects, and then whatever else is on our mind. And that's, yeah. you know, people subscribe and then they don't know what to expect because they subscribe for woodworking. And then next week we're going to make a video about a uh, flight to Europe. And it's like, well, why did I subscribe? So I'm sure we've stunted our growth, but it's more important to us to make the videos that we want to make and that we want to watch, mm -hmm. which would be my second point is if you're making less than minimum wage, you might as well love what you're doing <laughs> because <laughs> if you're, if you don't, you're not going to stick to it. And consistency is all it takes. I, I am almost 100% confident. There's an audience for everybody that no matter what you made, if you did it consistently, you could find an audience to watch and love what you do. And if you can then pinpoint, you know, some of maybe the top 10 categories that are, that do really well on YouTube, you know, you don't have to be, a beauty or a DIY or, um, you know, travel or, uh, there's all kinds of, you know, categories on YouTube, but there are things that do really well on video and some that don't. Um, if you can kind of merge your passion with some of those things that do well, uh, then do it consistently. Mm -hmm. I think, I think anyone can grow a channel and I think it's even better these days. I, I see more with YouTube's recommendation engine. I see more smaller channels popping up every single day. I think YouTube is kind of spreading the wealth a little bit. And it's, it's really awesome to see because it's really encouraging for people who want to start a channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I feel like, yeah, the consistency thing is the main thing. I know we, you probably see the questions pop up on the Udemy course. Sometimes people are just starting out and it's their they're wondering why after their first or second video, they're not getting subscribers <laughs> and views. And yep. it's kind yeah. of the, it's hard to say, you know, just to be brutally honest, but it's like that it's just not going to happen. 99.9% uh, no. .9 of the time you can't just post one video or two videos or even 20 videos and expect to be successful on YouTube. No. Yeah. And you almost have to throw out your first 25 because you're finding yourself, you're mm -hmm. finding your voice, you're getting comfortable on camera. So it's like you do 25 videos, then consider that your starting point and then do another hundred and then start looking for growth, mm -hmm. I think is, would be a good metric. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I want to get to the course, but that you guys just launched, but I do want to ask a question just about, um, you know, how things are going. And maybe I'll ask Lauren to answer th this one uh, because you guys, 
and I'm a follower. So you guys were doing this big makers on the move project where for people who are listening, who don't know, they uh, were using an RV that they rebuilt and a trailer that they custom built from scratch and they were going to go around and you actually did go around and shot some really cool DIY projects and the first episodes were really great. But of course, there were a lot of issues with that whole project. And then at the same time, you have a baby, you are depending on Udemy and YouTube and a little bit on Patreon for uh, your income and your savings. So I'm asking a tough question, but like what, what has been going on your, in, on your mind uh, for the past few months and also before you launched this course, not knowing how successful it was going to be? Like what were you guys kind of dealing with and the plans you had to just to, to survive <laughs> basically? <laughs> Yeah, it's been a bumpy ride for the past year. Yeah, and well, it's it's always back and forth and up and down. And it's interesting because we'll have a freak out moment of what are we doing? You know, is this going to work? Should we still do makers on the move? Should we keep going with these things? You know, we had the RV that we were actually selling and we start having all of these panic attack moments. And then in the next week or two, everything calms down. We sold the RV. We found the perfect truck. Um, you know, Mike got all the work put in on the course and it launched and it had a great launch. And so it's just funny that you have those, what are we doing? Is this a mistake moment? Should we still be working? What should we have just stayed the course that we were doing before? And then everything kind of settles and okay, it's going to be fine. It's just going to, it's going to take time and it's going to take effort and we'll get there. But so just to catch people up, we uh, basically the issue with the makers on the move was we had a 40 foot RV and then a 24 foot trailer and then five feet in between that. So we were actually longer, longer than a semi. And we were trying to visit our people in our audience to help them with their DIY projects we and go, go figure they live in neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I don't know why that didn't cross our mind, but you can't drive a 70 foot four foot RV through a neighborhood very easily. Uh, so now we're downsizing. And, um, yeah, like she said, it's, it's, we know what we want to do. We want to travel we want to build things and we want to stay home with our son. So mm -hmm. those are the three goals. We're trying to, you know, develop a lifestyle around that and selling online courses is turning out to be the most rewarding way mm -hmm. as well as the most profitable way to do that. I actually really, really like making courses. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's not for everyone. And I think a lot of people, think it's going to be awesome and then get into it and realize it's a lot of work. Uh, and so oh, it's yeah. kind of like it, you can make a lot more than minimum wage, but even then you should be enjoying it. So, uh, it, we've had a lot of success with the first two courses you, you did with me, which a lot of people don't have as much success with their first couple courses, right. but it's great that you've found a, a passion for it and took it and create your own course. I always tell people I co-create courses with like go and make your own courses and see how it goes. And I, I think that's awesome. So let's, let's talk about that. This course is on fusion 360, which, uh, I'll let you explain what fusion 360 is to people. Yeah. So fusion 360 is, it's a 3d modeling software. Uh, and it's used mostly by like product designers um, and it can go, it's even as powerful as like, you know, vehicle manufacturers. You can design a whole car from ground up in this software. Uh, but what I saw was that it was much more powerful than the, you know, current offerings in the market. 
Uh, it's free for hobbyists. If you make less than $100,000 a year using the software, it's completely free. Otherwise, it's ridiculously expensive, like $2,000 a year or something like that. And uh, it could do things that I wanted it to do. So like there was this hole where Fusion 360 courses, which there aren't a lot of uh, tutorials just in general, kind of aimed at product designers, people who are designing things for mass production and not woodworkers uh, and hobbyists who could really benefit from this. So I actually had no experience with the software and just learned it. It took me about, I think, four months to feel comfortable enough to teach it. And then why that was awesome was because I was able to take notes. I have, I think, four or five pages of notes I took as I was learning it. Like, why isn't this working? What's going on here? Why isn't this work? And by the time I was comfortable with it, then I could look back on my notes and create this course that, you know, from a from beginner's perspective, but also someone who's advanced enough that can make anything that they want. Mm -hmm. So that's Fusion 360. And um, I, it's just... The timing has been really well. I, like since I started learning it, we're seeing a lot of woodworkers start mm -hmm. posting their tutorials on their YouTube channels. Like we're hitting it right at the right time. And that's, that's just really encouraging too. But when we started this, I considered 50 sales a success. I, I didn't think, I thought this, pro, this software was a little too niche for it to really do well. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought, you know, if we could make a thousand dollars off of it, it's worth me putting in a month of effort into it. And then it'll probably make, you know, a hundred or $200 a month after that, which is good enough for me to, to try it. Uh, so our launch, we've now been two weeks. We're already at 500 students and $15,000. So, and it's so funny, Lauren was mentioning, you know, the freak out moments. A week before this launch, we were, we were like, I don't know what we're doing. Everything is going wrong. Like we had had this RV that was too long. We're trying to sell. It's been six mm -hmm. months. We haven't been able to sell it. Uh, so really we were, we were at the beach cause we live you know, 10 miles from the beach. And I was like, I, I think we've done everything wrong. We got to go back to the drawing board. And the next week we sold the RV. Uh, one of our videos on 3d printing went viral and our Amazon affiliate sales jumped up to $5,000 for that month. Then we launched this course and made $15,000. So it literally, we've made over $20,000 this month after three weeks ago in freakout mode. Like if we, we, need we to backtrack. yeah, we need to backtrack. We're, we're doing it all wrong. It's just crazy. Well, that's amazing. And I mean, you guys for one deserve it. You guys have been putting out a ton of great content to people and it's all coming back to you. So that's just awesome with the course and the Amazon affiliate sales. So congrats with that. And I think people listening to this are going to be super stoked about $15,000 in 2000, two weeks is awesome. But talk about how much work went into creating this course and what the course creation process looked like. And maybe just uh, in designing this course, what were you thinking about in terms of the different types of lessons and things? Well, yeah, you worked every day for how many months? No, I wouldn't say it. I, I, because when we got back from Costa Rica is when I really started it. Which one was that? that February. Was the beginning of February, first yeah. week of February. Yeah. So two months. Two months. Um. Yeah, I would probably say there's probably 150 hours in this, maybe 200 hours. Mm -hmm. Uh. So, you know, I I don't know, maybe less than that, because I wouldn't work eight hour days on it. Um. Let's call it 100, 150 hours. And the idea that I wanted was that anyone, you know, as a beginner, could download the software since it was free and be able to have a good foundation for making anything that they want. And so my idea was once we completed the course, I'd have Lauren go through it, who has no experience, no, not nothing, not even Photoshop or uh, even hand drawing plans or knowing 
what a plan might look like. Uh, and so she was able to go through it. And that was a nerve, you know, nerve wracking moment because I set her up on the computer, said, go for it. And if she didn't succeed, then I was back to the drawing board. Like, OK, where am I going to fill gaps? Uh, but how did, how did it well, go? And I was kind of nervous also in the first two videos, I think. I was still just not getting the hang of it. And I kept thinking, am I not getting the hang of it because this doesn't really interest me and I, I don't have a use for it? Or is it just something that other people aren't going to get either? I don't know. But by the third video, it all started clicking. And when I she says able, third video, she means third uh, tutorial. Sorry, It's like third, five or 10 videos mm -hmm. per tutorial. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so by the time I got to that third tutorial project, I was understanding what was happening. I was able to kind of predict what Mike was going to do next. And I was really pr getting proud of myself. <laughs> I called him in after one of the projects and I was like, come in and look at it. I did it all and I didn't make any mistakes. So I was, I was pretty excited about that. And then, so she did really well, which was a, a load off, but then releasing it to the public. Uh, like I, I don't, YouTube comments don't bother me. Negative comments on YouTube. Like I know a lot of people really take things personally. It just doesn't. But when someone gives you money and then doesn't like something or has negative comments, then it actually, you know, I have a bad feeling about that. But we have not had one negative comment at all. We've had out of the 500 sales, one return, and it was because his computer is 32-bit, not 64-bit, so he can't download Fusion. And so that, <laughs> okay. to me, that is speaks for itself. I'm really, really proud of that and the course. And we get emails every day about how I wish I had found this earlier, blah, blah, blah. I've tried two or three times and mm -hmm. couldn't get the hang of it. So it's that's what, that's the rewarding part, honestly, yeah. is, is hearing stories like that. Well, yeah, well, that yeah, that's awesome. And kind of going back to what you said earlier, you found this great product that's free, one thing. And I teach a lot of products like Adobe Premiere Pro, After Effects, that are kind of expensive for new people that want to get started with it. And so that's something for people listening. If you're trying to find a course to teach, maybe find a free product or software that you can teach. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is you're relatively new to this. Like you said, you've been doing this for four or five months, but that just proves the point that you don't have to be the old professor who's been an expert, quote unquote expert in right. this topic for 10 mm -hmm. years to actually teach something. And it might actually be better because now you're teaching from a beginner's perspective and it seems like people are really enjoying your course i really think it is because my problem when i was trying to learn is people were making comparisons you know they were the old dogs you know in this software and they're making comparisons to other cad software like the really expensive ones like the thirty thousand dollar ones and how this one can do this and it's like well i don't know any of this i that making these comparisons doesn't help me mm -hmm. i need to know how do i navigate <laughs> this screen that i'm on what am i looking at uh and then move up to the more advanced stuff so i I'm a firm believer that, you know, as a beginner, beginners are the best teachers for beginners or someone two or three steps ahead of you mm -hmm. is, is the best teacher. Well, and even when I did go through, I was able to write down a lot of my notes and things that held me up so that I made my own little set of videos that went along with the course for people who also might have had a couple little issues to see if what I got to fix it would work for them. Yeah. And speaking of, I wanted to mention this. You said that there are, um, you know, if you're new and you want to get into this, there's check out free software. I'll give you two freebies that I don't think I'll have time to make, but if you want to make a course that doesn't exist, uh, DaVinci Resolve 
is a color correction program, but is they're trying to get into the video editing game. I think that course could do okay to good. Again, I, I didn't think Fusion would do well, so what do I know? Uh, and um, the other one is also by, by Black, Black Magic, and ironically, it's called Fusion, not Fusion 360. It's a 3D animation software that they have that's also completely free. That is, you know, if they just bought it, it used to be $1,000, Blackmagic bought it, now it's free. It's a golden opportunity to learn that software and make a course about it before anyone else does. Well, yeah, that's great. And I think we've talked about the DaVinci course and uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'll have to learn it myself. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, one thing that I noticed and probably led to a lot of your initial success with the launch is on your YouTube channel, you were kind of hinting at and telling people you were you were working on this course and it wasn't like a hard sell where you would post a video saying hey I'm creating this course sign up for this email list but you were doing sort of tutorials with Fusion 360 or working on projects where you mentioned it and then you also had a, uh, an opt-in form though that you directed people to to sign up yep. for this. So talk about that, talk about, about how many videos you posted on YouTube and how many people had signed up before you launched the course. Yeah, so on a broad, uh, like painting with a broad stroke, our goal we've decided is at the end of every video we should have something of our own that we've created to sell. So if we post a personal finance video, we need to promote our personal finance course that we've done together. If it's a you know YouTube video, YouTube style, we need to promote that course. If it's a woodworking, let's promote the fusion and kind of cover our bases, so always have something to promote. So, uh, But for this course, I only think we mentioned it two or three times. And then we had the opt-in form, and by launch day, we had 850 people on the list. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was pretty good. And unfortunately, there was like three or 400 more <laughs> that they didn't find it went to their spam folder or whatever and you know so they didn't opt in and i'm like ah that's so tempting just to override the opt-in and just send them the to let them know because clearly you wouldn't go on and sign up for this thing if you didn't want to be notified when but i didn't do it so we sent that out to 800 people and then of those 800 people 400 opened it and then of those 400 200 bought it Wow, that is yeah. incredible uh, in the, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So a quarter of the people who you sent to bought. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. So people listening right now, I think that's a great sort of way to do it. And it was, and how long had you, when was like the first time you mentioned this course on the channel? Do you remember? It was our virtual tour, I think. Yes, because you mentioned that you were interested in putting together the course. That's what and it was. Asked if, yeah. No, if you there asked would, if, if there, there would be interest. If there would be interest is how it started. So we're designing. The reason why I learned the software was not to start the course. It was because after the Makers on the Move spectacular failure, uh, we decided we're going to. Not a failure. <laughs> not a failure uh, hurdle. We decided we were going to cut the trailer in half. We're going to convert the front half to an RV and the back half to be the mobile workshop. So I wanted a comprehensive design of that. So I learned Fusion, designed that, posted our virtual tour using the software and said would there be any interest in anybody else learning this and that's where we mm -hmm. started the list and then from and then you mentioned it in that the... initial list didn't do crazy that was only like 150 200 people i think there were a lot of comments on that yeah. video of people mm -hmm. with interest yeah and then the next time we did it was, was the 3d printer was a 3d it? printing video i had a little part i said i designed this in fusion if you're interested in fusion and then that one got like three or four hundred people on it so mm -hmm. i just kind of snowballed really yeah, so that's two things that I'll just mention to the listeners just to recap. One is surveying your audience helps 
they did it via mm -hmm. a YouTube video. You can do it through an email or on social media, but just getting a pulse for if people are going to be interested in the course. And it also kind of subconsciously just lets people know that you might be working on the course. So later on, right. they might <laughs> realize they want it. And then two, just kind of a longer drawn out pre-launch or pre, uh, yeah, pre-launch, I would call it, where you're getting people to sign up for an email list who are interested in. And I don't know if you, people are going to be able to have as much success as you did, but 25% buying, that's... That's just huge. So you hosted this with Thinkific. What, mm -hmm. just talk to me about what were the reasons to do that versus maybe another like platform like Teachable or trying Udemy again? Uh, so actually, uh, we are uploading. Um, in fact, I paused the uploads to save inter internet connection. We're uploading to Udemy now that we've launched on our own platform. So it will be on Udemy. Uh, and so it really came down to, at first, whether to really self-host use, and I was going to learn, is it LearnDash, I think mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. is like you a, a plugin you buy and you install it on WordPress and completely host yourself. Uh, and I was all about that. I loved all the control. The only thing I found was for video hosting, I was going to end up paying, you know, either Vimeo or you know, Wix or whatever, $100 a month or more to host all these videos because it's like 35 gigs of videos. So I decided if I'm going to pay that much, I might as well have support. So then it came down to Teachable or Thinkific. And uh, I guess they're pretty comparable. Honestly, I think they're identical as far as I can tell. The reason why I chose Thinkific at the last minute was uh, I decided, you know, what if I needed support? I went on Teachables. They don't have a phone number. Thinkific had a phone number. I called and they answered it. So I said, okay, Thinkific it is. And uh, I've liked it except for on launch day, they were down for 40 minutes and they sent out an email, you know, saying, sorry, we were down 40 minutes. If you want more info, let us know. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to know what happened and how you plan on stopping this. Like, yeah. and they're just sent me some generic message and said, we're sorry. There was like, they, they didn't care. Mm. I'm sure they care, but I was not happy with their response. Uh, but otherwise I've, I've loved it. Having the whole back end taken care of for affiliates, coupons, um, Something today I just found, they let you create widgets. So they, I just created a little sales widget and now it's on our main website and you can post that anywhere. And with the little widgets, you can add coupons or affiliates. So if you want other people to promote it, you know, they can just give them the code. Uh, so it's been great. Mm -hmm. I, I really like Thinkific. Cool. Well, I feel like there's a the widgets thing. I don't know if that is available for Teachable yet. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people ask Thinkific versus Teachable, and it really is kind of the same. I feel like Teachable has consistently tried to catch up to Thinkific, which has been around for a few years longer. But um, I'm I hope that the downtime issue doesn't happen that often because I really haven't heard of it happening. It's kind of weird yeah. that it, and awful that it happened on your launch day. Yes. Yeah. So um, the the only thing about the email they mentioned something about. We've only had two downtimes in six or two scheduled downtimes in six months. Or I was like, why did you say six months? Why would you even? I don't know. It's here, here nor there. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, otherwise the platform has been really good and the support has been good. Uh, and because we signed up for the pro plan, which is one hundred dollars a month. Again, that was a huge risk. I had no idea how this was going to do. So do we sign up for the, the you know, 5% transaction fee and the cheaper monthly plan or go all out for 100 bucks a month? 
Uh, clearly, that was the right choice because we would have paid thousands in fees if we didn't choose that $100. Uh, but with that $100, you get a one-hour phone call with someone. Like, they go over your course and everything and give you tips and stuff like that. So it's been really good. That's that's really cool. Um, and another good thing I think about launching your course on Thinkific or Teachable before you put it on Udemy is that you don't have to worry about Udemy discounts or promotions when you do a launch. Right. And that's something that I've recently had to deal with. Um, and I, I don't know if it's something that changed, but on a recent launch, I had sent out coupons and I realized that after those coupons had expired, the Udemy promotion that was going on still was like showing and it was the same price as my, my coupon, which um, basically meant that anyone could have got it for the same exact price, but I was giving up 50% of the income just because right. uh, the Udemy promotion was kind of overriding my, my coupon. Before, when my, your coupons expired, it would show the full price, but now, for some reason, at least that day, people were being directed to the promotion price. So that's another reason to launch on your own platform, which I'm actually launching a course this week. I might play around with that. Um, but, um, but, uh, but also, putting it on Udemy afterwards is another you know market that might do good some people might say why even put it on udemy at all um are you what's are you just putting it on there to open it yourself up to a new market or or what yep. yeah just a new audience um i i mean they have they have a huge you know group of students and uh when i was looking at I set up some AdWords and Facebook ads for the course just to test them out. I'm like kind of testing the water, see if it's, you know, there's a return there. And I noticed Udemy is promoting the heck out of their Fusion course. They have one Fusion course on Udemy and like every ad that pops up is directing to this other, this other Fusion 360 course. Uh, so I was like, well, A, that's good to see because, you know, they are putting money mm -hmm. into their advertising. They are promoting for you. And B, uh, there's clearly a demand in their funneling it all to this one course. And if I can compete with that, that'd be great. Uh, so that was kind of the switch that flipped for that. And just why not be somewhere else where, um, you know, we have students on Udemy mm -hmm. that we can send, you know, announcements to that we can let them know that we have a course that's available as well. Yeah, totally. So let's back up to launch day. Um, what was your strategy for launch and what are all the different avenues that you were promoting the course? So we launched with the pre or the we launched initially with the, the email notification list, list uh, the, those 800 people, and then we let that go for I think four days because I wanted to get feedback if there was something glaring that I missed, uh, and when the feedback from that was so good, then we uh, opened it up. We created a YouTube video, and that did really well, mm -hmm. and um, I mean sort of well, like 8,000 views. It wasn't crazy, and then. I went back and added cards, annotations, and description links in all of our other videos that we mentioned anything about Fusion. And so it's kind of been a good mix. The Obviously, the notification list did incredible with 25% conversion. And then our YouTube video has done much better than I thought mm -hmm. uh, for conversions. And then uh, in last place would be going back to older videos. But that's understandable because there's just less views there. And then now I'm working with other YouTubers for affiliates. Uh, I've emailed a couple people. We haven't you know, nailed anything down yet, but 
with the affiliate program in Thinkific, I can just set them up. They can promote it on their YouTube channels, on their websites, and then they get a commission and we split that commission. Cool. Very cool. And what was your pricing strategy for the sales price or the sticker price, then also your promotion prices? I, yes. So this, and I still, this is the area I'm most uncomfortable with. Uh, I priced it at 79. I had gotten a lot of feedback that something like this should probably be priced at like, you know, 129, 199, something like that. But again, it all comes back to just what would I want to pay? You know, what, it's the same thing. What kind of videos would we want to make? What would I want to pay? I would, I think this is worth at least $79. So that's what we priced it at. Uh, for our notification list people, we offered a $29 price and said this is the lowest it'll ever be and that's the truth we'll never price it that low again and then for our youtube audience we bumped it up to just half off for 39.50 and then now that has expired and our just ongoing youtube coupon you know just coupon code youtube is uh $30 off so it's $49 very cool i'm wondering yeah i feel like that's a great i mean i feel like that's a solid price i was just having a conversation with someone about pricing and he is a student uh, uh, on Udemy and he's gotten so used to the $15, $20 prices, but he's also starting to teach courses and he's just feels like $100, $200 is too expensive for a course. I mean, it's impossible to tell now if pricing lower would have gotten more sales or higher would have made you more money, but I feel like between that $30 and $50 does seem like a pretty good sweet spot. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's tough to think back because you're like, if it was this popular, and we had our deal had been forty nine, you're talking about an extra three four thousand dollars in our pocket. Like, that's a big decision to make. Like, what you price your course. But would that many people have? That's bought the question, it? right? Yeah. That's that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Cool. Well, this is really exciting. What I mean now, what's the game plan with this course? Are you just gonna monitor it? Are you adding anything to it? Or I know it's only been a couple of weeks, but have you got any feedback? that has like made you think you need to add something to it or anything like that the core course uh feedback has been so good there's nothing really necessary to add i've added what i'm calling just like the extra credit section and so my my plan is just whenever i do a complete beginning to end designs uh i'll just capture it and post it in the extra credit section and just keep adding and and you know into as long as i keep using fusion i suppose uh, so not, you know, little things like if I'm just tweaking something, I won't post it. But if I know I'm going to sit down for an hour or two and do a full design, I'll post it in there as extra credit. And then next up our affiliates. I've just started emailing out all our YouTube friends to see how that goes. And like I said, literally yesterday, I started with Facebook and Google ads. And so far, Facebook has seemed to be performing a little better than Google. Uh, again, you can't tell after two days of ads running, but, uh, or it's even ridiculous to even suggest that you can, but uh, I've been happy with Facebook, both of them. Uh, and then from there, it's just more courses. Uh, that used car buying guide is even is gonna be our most comprehensive. I think that's gonna be our flagship product. So we've got two weeks on our cruise. Uh, we're doing a transatlantic, and so I'm gonna focus my efforts on getting that done. And then a huge request from people who have taken this course is a 3D printing course which was like a light bulb moment because there doesn't seem to be too many of those uh, because I talk about how to designing. So how do you get it into a physical product in your hands? Uh, so that I will probably do right when we get back. And then 
from there. I, um, I've been wanting to do a video one, like a, a video course, not a YouTube one, but like how to properly use a camera, but something that's not uh, camera specific. Like I don't want it to be timely. Like I'd like something that you can use forever. So those three courses are the ones on the horizon this year, hopefully. That's that's awesome. Well, this has been great. I think people are really gonna get a lot from this episode. I always finish up my episodes just asking you for, for people who are listening, there's a lot of people who have never created a course at all and they're just getting into this. So what is your best piece of advice for people who are interested in teaching an online course but are hesitant? Um, I would say you got to find your unique way of teaching and not be afraid of that. Like if, um, you, if your perspective, you know, we talked about as a beginner, that's a great perspective as well, but you could apply that to anything. If your perspective take fusion, for example, um, if you're, you know, I guess we'll just have to use ourselves as an example. So woodworking and fusion is not too common. Most people do metal CNC machining and that kind of stuff. Woodworking was our perspective of using this mm-hmm. course. So uh, if you can apply that to another area, another piece of software, and uh, like we said, I think there's an audience for everybody. If you are just true to yourself, that sounds super cliche, but that's true. And if you put in the work, it's a lot, a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And especially because we've done two courses with you before, we knew what we were getting into. So we had the practice. Your first course is going to probably be much, much more work than our, you know, fusion course just was. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show and have fun in Europe. And uh, I look forward to just seeing how things go. And oh, lastly, how can people find you and how can people find this course? Where do you want people to go? Uh, yeah, for us, you can find us at mikeandlauren.com. That takes you to our blog or mikeandlauren.tv takes you directly to our YouTube channel. And then the fusion course uh, is just learnfusion360.com is easy enough to remember. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being on the show, guys. Have a great day. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, there's no better way to learn how to create and sell online courses than heading over to onlinecoursemasters.com and downloading your free seven-step guide to success. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen and make sure to leave a rating. If you do, I might even read it on a future show. Help us reach our first 100 ratings. It'll just take one extra minute of your time. Thanks, have a beautiful day, and we'll see you next week on the next episode.